Hey, what up, guys? It's me again. And as you know, we're starting season three. And in any good podcast, you know, we got to evolve with the times. So this season, man, I'm doing something ridiculous. First off, I got a co-host. You're going to meet him in a second. We're going to give you some more game this year. See if we can get it rocking. Co-host, introduce yourself. Yo, 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 what's going on, man? I appreciate the opportunity to grace the uh, podcast world with my big cousin. I'm Ken. A lot of people call me Mitch, but I'm here to bring the comedy and bring lightness thing up, and we're going to be dropping gems on y'all, man. So just stay tuned. Hang out with us, man. We're going to be here all season long, baby. Let's go to work. There ain't no stopping it. This is my moment. Uh, join the movement. We bringing people together, bringing positivity, making changes for the better. Today. I got somebody on the show that I've been doing. It's almost a year now when I think about it. It sure is. And uh, she's going to give you some knowledge about some game that you might want to listen to. Introduce yourself to the family. Hi, my name is Brooke Taylor. I am a mother of three kids, and I am a full-time real estate agent, and I am so excited to be here. I so nice. appreciate you. Hey, I'm going to tell you all the story before we start. <clears throat> So we're moving from Wichita Falls and Fallon Snyder, our realtor in, in Wichita Falls. Shout out Fallon, phenomenal job. <clears throat> she introduces us to Brooke. We come down and I'm a pain in the butt. I am. To say it lightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And man, when I tell you she took care of us and she got us into this house, man, and this thing is ridiculous. So thank you for being patient with us. More so me than her, though. Maybe. <laughs> but, uh, man, the house is beautiful. Thank you so much. So let's jump on into it. What inspires you to do what you do? And what do you do? So I'm a real estate <clears throat> agent in San Antonio, Texas. And what inspired me to start this career was that I needed a job where I could take care of my kids mm. while my uh, ex-husband was deployed. Yeah. And I needed to make $14,000 in one year mm. to cover childcare because otherwise I couldn't work. Oh, wow. That is why I got into real estate. Hang on. So you had to make 14000 Why, why 14000 What's the number? 14000 was the number I had to hit because that's how much uh, childcare costs in one year. What? That was only two kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is crazy. $14,000... That was for both kids, though. For both kids to be in daycare, and that's what was in 2018, so it's a lot more expensive now. But yeah, I needed wow. to be able to at least make that amount because otherwise, um, I was gonna have to be a stay-at-home mom, and that wasn't working out for me. I wanted to work, yeah. So that was the number I had to hit, and I needed a little bit of flexibility. And real estate really gave me that, and so much more. Wow, great! Thank God for public school. <laughs> yes, yes. Inside of your real estate. Right. And, you know, on the podcast, we talk a lot about resiliency. And I know with the times that we're in, real estate can be up and down. And you really have to be resilient and in, in, in talking to people and moving and working numbers and stuff inside of that. Inside of your business, how do you stay resilient, Brooke? Resiliency to me is all about your rebound time. Mm. So... I like to stick to my routine every single day. I get up at 6.30, I read, I pray, I drink my coffee, I get ready for the day, and I get out the door by 8.30. Damn. So that routine is really what helps me 
day in and day out, just stay focused. Is that like your, are we just like a home base? Yes. Kind of make sure everything starts the day right, that way you can finish strong? Exactly. And it what it does is, in real estate, you have so many up, ups and downs, but the reality is, is that if you don't get up and go to work the next day, you're not going to make any money. You're not going to do anything. You can't feed your kids. You can't feed your family, right? Mm. So if I just have my same morning routine, yeah. it will help me rebound from all of my setbacks. Mm. Do you feel like having uh, habits help as far as your production? Oh, absolutely. I'm a huge fan of the book Atomic Habits. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, yeah, good read. Good absolutely, read. Absolutely. Absolutely. James Clear is just an amazing author. And so having those habits, having that discipline, it's not easy. It's not fun. It's not sexy. But it it, it gets you to your goals. Nice. The market in itself can be, can be a funny thing, right? And people... Numbers may not always add up, right? Sometimes the math don't math. <laughs> for sure, for sure. What was one of the most significant challenges that you faced, and how did you overcome it? When I was married and my ex was in the military, having to move every couple of years and redo my business every single time we moved, that was really tough. It also taught me how to do it really well. And so when I got into this market, I knew exactly what I needed to do to get going. And that was helpful. The moves, the changes, the different places, did the process stay the same or did you have to, to change it up because you were in Hawaii or you were here or you were there? How did you, how did you go about changing up the process, keeping the habits the same and still progressing inside of your career? That's an excellent question. So, like, everything that you do as a person has to evolve yeah. if you want to grow. Mm. So, because I'm super growth-minded, I knew that I had to change as life was changing, as the scenery was changing. Yeah. But the principles of the the morning routine that I have, the principles of always taking care of the client no matter what, those stayed the same. Yeah. But the systems have evolved as time has gone on. How many places, how many times do you think you had to restart your business from moving and stuff like that? So three times. So went in Florida, then Hawaii, then Texas. Was any one of them more difficult than the other locations for any particular reasons? They were all hard. <laughs> it was all hard. Um, you know, being a, a military spouse has its own challenges. Getting to know a different state, a different climate, a different uh, political system every single time you move, it's a thrash that a lot of people just can't understand unless you've lived the life. But I really relished the opportunity to practice in Hawaii. Yeah. It was selling million dollar single pain, um, you know, single. Like single stories? Nope. Single, like not double wall construction, single wall construction. So selling oh, wow. selling million dollar single wall construction on pier and beams with no air conditioning. Mm. That kind of training was. How did you talk somebody into that? <laughs> This is how you hey, do I it. Hey, I got this shit. This is $1.2 million. Dollars. It's super nice. It's super warm. Oh, by the way, no AC. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you how I do it. I say, trust me, this $1.2 million investment that you're going to get with 100% financing on your VA loan mm. is going to be better for you in 10 years 
than a lot of your military benefits and some of your military retirement. That's how the appreciation mm. is working. So let me sit down with you right now. Mm. We'll do some math, and you can decide if it's a good move for your family. And that's how you be the number one seller in the world right there. <laughs> right? You made me want to buy a shack in Hawaii with no AC. <laughs> that, hey, that's solid. That's solid. Is that the most like expensive market you've been in is Hawaii? So, yes. So the average price point in Hawaii is about $1.1 million right now. Mm. So average price point in San Antonio is about three fifty right now. Oh, wow. So luxury in San Antonio is going to be closer to like the eight nine hundred thousand dollar price point. Yeah. So it's a very very different kind of million dollar sell in San Antonio, Texas, than it would be in Hawaii. Yeah, we went to Hawaii. When was that? Uh, September. September. Yeah, we was awesome. There. Yeah. Which island did you go to? We went to the Big Island. Big Island. It was awesome. super nice. Yeah. I did not see one million dollar home though. Yes. Well, I'm sure I saw a million dollar you home. Did. Just none of them look like million dollar home. And they will and they <clears throat> they never will. It is crazy <laughs> and the interesting part about it is when you look at the tax appraiser, it is the land that has the value. Mm, Those ah. homes are worth maybe 2 to 400,000, yeah. dollars but that land, but the is, land so is what's valuable, so expensive. And they're not making wow. any more of it. That makes yeah, perfect yeah. sense, especially out there cuz it's all islands and it's not heavily populated as it is. Yep. Nice. That makes perfect Man, sense. That's solid. Let me ask you this. Through all of your moves, through all of your adventures, give me two key lessons that you've learned that you wish you would have known when you started. Yeah. What would I tell my younger self? So I would have told her, it won't be this hard forever. Mm. I would also have told her to lean into the people around you. Don't try to do it by yourself. I'm a firm believer in circles, man. And and he's one of my people. And I was just talking with someone the other day. I says, I have six people in my circle. And those six people are my casket people. Mm. And and he's one. My son is one. My brother's one. I have three more really good friends. And that's my entire circle. And those are the guys that I trust. And knowing that they have my back and I have their back makes all of my good times better and all my bad times good. You see what I'm saying? And that right there is a good one. And I know I'm going to ask you something that's off script. How big are you into having a, a good circle around you? How important do you think that is? I'm currently rebuilding my circle. I mm. am reading a book called Tribe of Millionaires. Okay. And I'm really enjoying it. It One of the principles in there says that your net income is going to be the average of the top 10 people that you spend the most time with. Mm. So if you have certain income goals, it's not talking about weeding out people who don't make the amount of money that you want to make, but it's about having people around you that, because iron sharpens iron. Already. So you just always want to be evaluating your circle, making sure that you're being accountable to them and they are accountable to you. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to me. And the, the quality over quantity is what yeah. I am more focused on now more than ever. That makes perfect sense. You know what that sounds like, huh? Compartmentalization. There you go. Compartmentalization. Great that, word. That is it. There you go. So Throwback. Yeah, <laughs> Only but a goodie. <laughs> so we we talk about compartmentalization, and, and you said it without saying it, is 
not minimizing your circle by getting rid of people, but just moving them to where you need them to be for what you need to do to grow into who you want to be. And that is, that's a huge thing because it gets ugly. It's it not gets, fun. Oh, no. It's painful. Especially if it's someone that you have considered a friend or considered a, a, a circle inner person to get rid of those people to where, you know what? It could know. almost be detrimental at times Yeah, yeah, it to, is. to remove somebody completely. But yeah. going back to what you're saying is some people are in your life for a reason or a season. Yeah. And it doesn't always have to be a, a everyday communication or somebody that I go do something with all the time, but they might still have an impact in a small in a smaller capacity. Yeah. yeah. And it's how does it make you feel though? Like hanging out with people, right? And then all of a sudden be like, you know what? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I'd rather go over here. You know what I mean? Like, how do you how do you deal with that? How do you cope with that as a person? Because I mean, we all need interaction. Even introverts need to talk to somebody. Right. I'm not. I'm an extrovert, so I'm gonna talk to anybody. I've, <laughs> I've never met a stranger. You know what I mean? Yes. But how did you cope with the fact that some of these people that were in your life for so long that you had to you had to let them go? What'd you do? So, first things first is accepting, right? Mm. That they are not the people that I want to surround myself with anymore. Yeah. Accepting that and getting really clear on it is really important. The next step is realizing like, okay, I have to look for others. Mm -hmm. So getting clear on what else I'm looking for. Yeah. And I didn't necessarily have conversations with all of these people that I no longer was around. Mm Mm-hmm. I just started to go and do my own thing. I just went to grow. And that's not always how it happens. Sometimes you do have to have those really painful conversations. Yeah. And I wouldn't shy away from those if I if I needed to have them. You know, I yeah. would be very, you know, just upfront and honest about it. Um, but it feels a lot of times, you know, you use the word cope. So how do you cope with it? Because yeah. you have to look inward and think to myself, am I – being a person who is just cutting people off because they no longer serve me. And that was never what I was trying to do. It was a matter of I have to grow into a better person Mm. for myself and for my kids. Mm. And I cannot let anyone slow me down Mm. just because it's going to hurt their feelings. Facts. What? That's big time. You know, I I listened to Cam Newton, right? Cam Newton's quarterback for the – was the Panthers. Carolina, yeah, Panthers. Yeah, Carolina Panthers. And he said, he said something that I love. He said, I don't have a Band-Aid for feelings. <laughs> so shout out Cam Newton, man. He literally said, I don't have a Band-Aid for feelings. And, and it resonates with me because we don't, man. If you continually put others' feelings before yourself, you always stay inside of that. Just holding yourself back. Yeah. yeah. It's a jail. It is. It is. And, and, in order to get out of that, you got to have that tough conversation with yourself and come to the the realization that, you know what, Brooke wants to be way better than this. Brooke doesn't need you guys to be successful. I can rock by myself until I find the people that I believe are going to help me get to the next stage in life. So good for you for good for you for taking that step out on faith, Brooke, man, and, and I wish you the best. Thank you. I want to ask you a question though about these houses, though. Man, you, you, I'm still, I'm still shocked about the 1.2 for the shack with no occupation. <laughs> My question is this: with all these trends and with the 
price of what's that the um the APRs the, and yeah. the prices the interest rates interest it's, rates it's ridiculous. Yeah. What are some trends that you see developing right now that we need to to kind of keep an eye on to help like help my listeners pick and, and weed through some of this stuff, man? Because right now I ain't no telling what you're gonna get. <laughs> it's not gonna be good. <laughs> it's not pretty. I know that for yeah. a fact. <laughs> yeah. It's not gonna be good. It's not. It's not pretty out there right now. If you are in the market to purchase your own primary residence, yeah, it is going to be a matter of picking not only the right house, but making sure your agent is pairing you up with a realistic seller. Mm. So you're not just looking for the right house. You're looking for the right deal Mm. um, because the deals are out there. The deals are to be had. You can get, you can negotiate not only money off the, list price but you can now get the seller to cover substantial closing costs and also get them um to cover interest rate buy downs oh wow which is a is really that creative public way. knowledge like do people know about that um they it if they're reading some of the news they will hear about terms like a 2-1 buy down or a permanent buy down or a lot of new construction is offering significantly low interest rates as opposed to regular pre-existing homes and regular lenders, their rates. So there's a lot of creativity to be had. Sure. So don't sit on the sidelines just because you think that yeah, you it's need not X an amount option. Of dollars yes. down. Yes. And, yeah. If Ooh. the point is, is that you want to move, you want to find something and you have like a VA loan or if you have some money to put down for a down payment, even if you have no money to put down for a down payment, just call me because there are programs out there that a lot of my lending partners can, can help you guys out with. Yeah. Yeah. That's solid. You know, I I asked that question after I asked you about your keys and insight, because it makes a difference when you talk about growth, right? And you talk about being a better person. Sometimes your surroundings can also shackle you into being someone that you don't want to be. And and knowing that there are people out there to where if you want to move, if you want to get into a different situation, that it's opportunities out there. So don't ever let the fact that you want to change be hindered by the fact that you don't have. Thank you for that, Brooke. And that's a that's a a, a great segue. And to this next question, how can you tell someone that doesn't have enough money that you can get them a house? I'm going to tell you what, I didn't had, I didn't had no money before and a house, I go, I, I don't know how I'm going to get this. How do you tell someone to stay motivated, stay on your path of growth and here's how I can help you? What are you going to tell someone? That I love that. I love that. So if someone comes to me, they have no real ability. They have t- terrible credit. They don't have any money. They have to come to me with some kind of desire yeah. to own a piece of property. Yeah. I can't create that in you. Mm. You got to have it. Mm. All the rest we can figure out. I think that sounds like life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we talking about real estate. She giving us game on day-to-day living. Right. Because we always got to have to figure it out. But uh, with you being in the... Housing market. Is this the worst that you've seen it? 
that that's a loaded question. Is this the worst that I've seen it? I got into real estate in 2018, and at that time, rates were going from three and four percent to five and six percent. Yeah, people forget that just six years ago we were at these interest rates mm. because the COVID years have completely spoiled us mm. with these two and three percent interest rates. That's what I got. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And I love, I love those, you know, those buyers and sellers who, who got that, that 2% interest rate. Yeah. So is this the worst that I've seen it? Like, absolutely not. Mm. People because of the COVID years have a ton of equity in their house. Mm. No, they don't want to get back into the market where rates are six and 7%. But if you're miserable living at home, let's make a change. I read a statistic the other day that said 84% of people who purchased their home during the COVID years are unhappy with their purchase. Mm, really? It was a crazy yeah. time. Yeah. Buyers were paying hundreds of thousands over, over ask. Yeah. Sellers got whatever they want. And now buyers, y'all are sitting on the sidelines, but I have an opportunity to make y'all a lot of money. I like money. Yeah, yeah everyone <laughs> likes money. It is a lot of a lot of people are just listening to the news and I'm not saying that it's not correct. There's a, there's going to be a a seed of evidence in there in that these years are not as exciting as the past two. Yeah. However, the <clears throat> the United States housing market, it is a solid market. Yeah. So, would yeah. I say this is a terrible time to invest? My my next question would be, well, what are your goals? Mm. There you go. Because mm. if you plan to hold on to this house for the next seven to ten years, I predict that you're going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Mm. But if you tell me I want to buy this house, own it for one year, and I need you to make me a hundred thousand dollars when I sell it, that's not probably going to happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. And I have those conversations. Got to have realistic <laughs> expectations yes. first and foremost. Yes. Expectation management off the top. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You come here with these old clown allegations. <laughs> come on, man. That's bananas. You know we ain't finna do that. Yeah. Sound good. So here's the deal, Brooke. I appreciate having you on the show. Thank you so much for coming out. Now we're going to have a little fun. So I know you researched me. We've been talking for almost a year now. At the end of every show, we play a game. Guys, you know Ashley sends out the questions, so Brooke already knew the questions. She knew the questions. Great answers. Thank you for that. These next three, you don't know them. Let's go. Here's the deal, though. You got to pick one. No bailouts. Okay. All right. Renting or buying? Where are you at? Buying always. Why? I am always going to buy with a long-term plan, which is going to make me more money at the end. Mm. I can rent for less of a monthly payment, but all I am doing is paying off someone else's mortgage, and I hate that idea. Too easy. That makes sense. Next question. Being on a team or being solo? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there are pros and cons Mm -mm. to both. Mm -mm. I got to pick. So I'm, (laughs) I'm going to pick solo. I'm gonna pick hey, solo. Hey. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick solo because to to hit my goals, I am. I'm going to have to create it on my own. Okay, solo it is. I knew I was gonna get you with that one. I knew yeah, it was. that was a hard one. I knew it was. If I give you the phrase, "This is my moment," what's the first thing that comes to your mind, Brooke? This is my moment. God, I'm sitting here right now. 
I was asked to be on this podcast. <laughs> my business is doing well. This is my moment right here, right now. Like I'm, I'm really happy to be here. I dig it. Perfect. Well, we want to thank you again, Brooke, for coming out and taking some time to hang out with the TIMM fam. Ah, yes, sir. Thank this you. is this is our moment. Now is your moment as yeah, well. We yeah. appreciate you spending time with us, and we thank you again for coming out. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Hang on, I'm gonna close the show. And we'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit after. Here's the thing, Brooke said it. You have to evolve to grow, evaluate your circle, and move accordingly. It's not a secret, and it may be a hard conversation, but at the end of the day, it's your race, and you have to run it according to your rules. Don't ever let anybody else stop you from growing. And at the end of the day, go get it! Join the movement, we bringing people together, bringing positivity, making changes for the better. Cause it's all about growth, all about success. We want to see you rise, want to see you at your best.